Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Vivian. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series Bob's Burgers, and we create a themed burger based on the episode. This week we're looking at Season 1, Episode 11, Weekend at Mort's. Weekend at Mort's. We're going to have, have a Weekend, weekend at Mort's. Weekend at Mort's. This episode was written by Scott Jacobson and was directed by Anthony Chun, and it originally aired on May 8th, 2011. All right, we're now in the future. Yes, we're in the future. Okay. If you're listening to this episode when we release it. Yes. In the future, but the past. This is Twilight Zone. Too deep. Da-na-na. I don't know the Twilight Zone theme song. <laughs> I don't remember I think it, it goes Twilight Zone, zoning around Twilight. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it like... You are now entering the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh my god. This week, we only have one new voice actor. Amy Sedaris plays Samantha. Amy Sedaris is currently the voice of Princess Carolyn on BoJack Horseman. That's the pink cat. As soon as I saw the name, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely that pink cat. <laughs> she has extensive voice acting credits. Yes, she, she does. She with her brother a lot. Mm-hmm. The store next door was Bass Drum Emporium. The only 24-hour drum shop in town. It's... I think it was supposed to be like bass, drum, emporium. That kind of thing. <laughs> you know? I feel like it was supposed to have like a beat to the name. Okay. It's not great. It's Can not the worst. Can you imagine how annoying it would be to live... That's why it's 24-hour drum shop, because it's super annoying. <laughs> yeah. The exterminator van was again, rats all folks. And we only had one burger of the day, and it was, I've created a Munster burger. Mm-hmm. I had to look it up because I wasn't completely sure, and it's cheese. I guess it's very good for melting. It makes sense that there's only one burger because we don't really spend a lot of time at the restaurant this episode. No. Because we have a weekend at Mort's. Yeah. The restaurant is closed over the weekend for fumigation after the Belcher children discover mold. Green mold. Ugh. Mort, the mortician next door offers them a place to stay for the weekend. He even offers to watch over the kids so Bob and Linda can relax. Yeah, so Gene, don't eat the mold because that's disgusting. I actually get like a gagging thing going yeah. on when I hear and see him slurping the mold off the wall. I'm like, <laughs> nope, no, no. I love no, that no, no. shows like cartoons can do that in a situation where you would absolutely never do something like that. That's true. I mean, they could make it some sort of jelly something off of the wall, but that would even be grosser. And I'm honestly thinking I want to get off this topic right now before I, I start getting... I think it's getting. something that Andy and Ollie would do, not Gene. Gene eats everything, That though. is true. You're right. He tries everything, even if it's gross. He doesn't care. Him and Teddy would get along. Oh, yeah. Good point. Don't feed a guy a sponge, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I love his little comments... Once uh, once they're outside of the restaurant, he's like, mm, kind of nauseous, a little lightheaded, pretty good, glad I ate it. <laughs> like, you what? He just went through, like, all of the feelings yeah. in, like, a second. <laughs> what did you think about the family's uh, little song and dance when they head over to Mort's? Love it. 
Obviously. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. I wonder if they planned it. Because they're all very well coordinated. They know oh, the yeah. song. They know to pause while Louise says, uh, uh, uh. So, was Bob like, okay, guys, here's the song. Family song and dance time. Actually, it wouldn't have been Bob. It would have been Linda. It would definitely be Linda. Yeah. yeah. She would have been like, okay, I'm choreographing this whole thing. This is how we're doing it. These are the lyrics. lyrics. Remember them. Louise, you take over the uh, uh, uh part. Done. (laughs) Would you be comfortable staying at Mort's? That's a nice offer, right? Like, super nice offer. As a kid or as Bob? As you right now, currently. What would I be doing? I don't know. I'm just saying hypothetically. Yeah, but what's the occasion? Our apartment floods. Mm -hmm. We live next door to a funeral home in this imaginary scenario. Sure. The guy next door says, hey, you want to stay over here for the weekend it's while not, your place is getting... But it's not just the guy next door. Unflooded? We, we know the guy. We know Mort. Okay, we know Mort. We're friendly with him. Would you feel comfortable staying there? Absolutely. Yeah? I would dig it. I'd be like Louise. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do it. Really? I would go exploring. I'm a 30-year-old who would totally love to explore a mortuary. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of how I would feel. Like, I think I would be fine... Being in a funeral home and like staying in the apartment above, but I don't know if I would want to go exploring in a morgue because then it's getting really real and medical and potential dead bodies is not really something I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. No. Funny thing is when I was in high school, I considered becoming a funeral director. Oh. Yeah. Back in ninth grade. That was sort of my idea. I thought that I would be a good Was that funeral... your goth phase? Yes, it kind of was. I thought that I <laughs> would be a good funeral director because I thought that I could be comforting to yeah, people. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I thought that I would be comforting and I thought that I could do just like a good job at making people feel better. That I could help people achieve what they wanted out of a funeral and help them move on. What no, derailed... that sounds bad. I don't... Well, no, yeah. it's it, it makes sense. Like, give them some peace, uh, calm them down, give them advice. Yeah, exactly. And I, Yeah, and I wanted to be able to help them plan everything and make it just right for them so that they felt like that person was getting exactly what they wanted. Right. What derailed this career path? My grandfather died. And wow. then I had to go to an actual funeral. And I'd never been to one before. Well, I'd, I'd been to one, but it was I was maybe seven years old, eight years old, not old enough to really remember it. Right. And then when my grandpa died, I realized what a funeral is like and what it feels like to lose somebody that you care about. And I really just didn't want to do it anymore. I hmm. thought, oh, I'm really awkward. Like, I'm super awkward and not very good at helping other people hmm. when it comes to mourning. It's different, obviously, when you're also in mourning. Right. Because as a funeral director, you wouldn't be dealing with experiencing that loss yourself, right. like personally, right? Sure. I just kind of realized what the job would really be like and what kind of people I would always be around and that I didn't want to always be around people who had just lost someone. Yeah, I could see it being kind of depressing. So I decided against it. Anyway, that's my little anecdote for uh, this episode. (laughs) So Linda makes a brief mention of how long it's been since their last break. 
Oh my gosh, so long, right? Ten years. We were talking about this last episode. How long do you think they've owned the restaurant and worked there? And we said around 13 years, maybe maybe longer. But it's clearly been 10 plus years that they've taken a break from Mm -hmm. working. So they've been working there longer than Louise has been alive. Okay. So it it was interesting to get some timeline information there. Yeah. And also a little sad that they... A little sad. Haven't taken a real vacation in that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hugo's I mean, they... not wrong when he's like, hey, living the dream. Like, They're living Bob's sad. dream. Yeah. Oh, Jason, that just made me sad. Why? Because Linda, she shouldn't have to sacrifice her happiness just for she's her... She's happy. Yeah, We know, know she's happy, know. but she did have to sacrifice a lot for Bob's dream. See, that's just making me sad. I but don't know. She always knows where her husband is when he goes to work. He just goes downstairs. Uh, they always yeah. have food to eat. Delicious burgers. Yeah. They have three beautiful children. I just want her to be happy too. I, I want her dreams to happen. I know. Maybe one day. Yeah. Well, I think Linda's dream is just to have a, a happy family, really. Yeah. And she gets that for the most part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Bob wants to spend the weekend building a model, while Linda wants to treat it as a second honeymoon. The kids convince Mort to go on a date with another mortician, and he asks Bob and Linda to tag along. Double date with Mort. Double date. Deadly double date. (laughs) (laughs) It's really weird to see an establishing shot of the funeral home and not the restaurant. Yeah. I noticed that. Like, it It throws you off a little bit. Yeah, it really did. I was watching it thinking, what's wrong with this? Oh, oh, weird. Okay. We're not at the restaurant. No. And sometimes we'll get establishing shots of the restaurant and the, like, you'll see the funeral home next door and then you'll see the other place uh, on the other side. But But this is just. yeah, Yeah. Just the funeral home. It zoomed right in on the sign at the front. It was bizarre. But this episode is kind of weird because we really spend almost no time in the restaurant and we haven't done that. Right at the beginning, and that's it. Yeah, that's it for the whole episode. That's why we only have one burger of the day. Yeah. I like that Linda is still totally into Bob. Like, as soon as they get into the bedroom <laughs> oh, together, yeah. she's I'm like... I'm going to take these off. And, and Linda's like, oh, really? <laughs> she's so fluttered, and oh, it's great. Oh, it's so cute. I just... And he's so oblivious. He's completely oblivious. He's so excited to do his own thing and have a break, work on his model. And he just has no idea that Linda is so into making this romantic weekend. Mm -hmm. She's trying really hard to keep the romance alive. And I feel bad that Bob doesn't really respond. I I don't think he's shutting her down, though. I think he just doesn't really get it. I feel like he's shutting her down. I feel like he's saying, no, I need the time to myself. But they're not actually having that conversation. Right. He's not saying, I really need to relax and have a weekend to myself. And she's not saying, I want this to be a weekend where we connect again. Right, right, right. So you think that maybe if they talked about what they really wanted the weekend to be, then they would understand each other better? They could compromise. He could say, like, I'd like to spend the day working on my model, and then we can go out tonight, something like that. Right. 
but she's pressuring him so much and getting so frustrated with him and he's getting she's, frustrated with her and they're not talking. Which she's is, not offering the best options. She's saying, let's get a couple's manicure. Let's get go waxing. Yeah. You could get a manzillion. Which, a manzillion? What even? Bob doesn't want to get a manicure. He doesn't want to go waxing. <laughs> no, that sounds terrible. All Both these options. Linda's awful. kind of uh, missing the the point. But he's also doesn't seem very interested in sex. She's clearly like trying to lead it to that. As soon as he starts taking his pants off, she's mm-hmm. like thinking it's going to, oh, you know, course. get sexy in here. Yeah. And then he puts his lazy pants on with the terrible rip. It's his lazy pants. Can't judge a man for his lazy pants. Yeah, well, get non-ripped lazy pants. You remember my old lazy pants? Oh my gosh, they were the worst thing. Okay, listeners, Jason had this pair of, like, Santa Claus... Like, what was it? Like, a woman in a martini glass wearing a Santa Claus outfit? Okay, these were pajama pants, and it had that pattern all over it. He ripped them so badly at the bottom, he had actually duct taped them back together. (laughs) Yep. Because he liked them so much. They were so comfy. Yeah, those things deserve to be in the trash. (laughs) And then at Valley Village, we saw a pair identical to them, like, years later. Yeah, we did. And And surprisingly, you didn't buy them. I I can't replace those. Okay. That would be, like, cheating. (laughs) You buried and mourned I for did. your old ones. Those okay. were some great lazy pants. <laughs> Bob's ain't got nothing on my lazy pants. <laughs> well, at least he didn't try to duct tape it. <laughs> um, Mort's dating website. Oh my god. Cremates. Terrible, but also Perfect. really great. Yeah. I actually looked up. Uh, is cremates.net an actual dating site no but there is a dating and networking website for people who work in the death industry which is basically from like anyone to grave diggers which i guess is a thing of course yeah to medical historians to forensic officers to taxidermists and it's called dead meat oh my god really yes there's five thousand people currently using it yeah and it's for romance but also for networking I like that because people with more regular jobs may not understand the emotional impact that working in the death industry can have on someone. So being connected or dating somebody who's in a similar field, they understand where you're coming from. They kind of get the same. They may be able to relate. Yeah, they can relate a lot better. I think people too with like fairly regular jobs might be kind of freaked out or uncomfortable. Right. Dating somebody who is in that kind of industry. Like, I don't know how I would feel dating... A grave digger. A grave digger. Also, isn't that illegal? Like... No, you're not digging up the grave. You're digging the hole. Oh, I'm thinking... (laughs) Oh, no, I was thinking of grave robbers. I'm terrible. Oh, my God. I was thinking of grave robbers, and I was like, that's totally illegal. You can't do that. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. I just had, like, a... (laughs) That's wonderful. I love that. Idiot moment. You completely went the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah, I really did. Um, That's like like Troy and Abed. Abed saying she works at an animal hospital and Troy being so excited and then finding out the animals are the patients. Oh, that Um, makes sense. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel like dating maybe some of these people in the death industry. It Mm -hmm. could feel a little weird. Could be an eye opener. Yeah. I mean, when I told people that I wanted to be a funeral director, a lot of people thought it was weird and creepy. 
And I don't think it's that weird. I mean, somebody's got to do it. Oh, yeah. Just because you work there doesn't mean you're suddenly infatuated with death and you think about killing people or whatever. I don't know. They might think that you're, like, too dramatic or something. So that's interesting. Anyway, I didn't know that, like, a website like that existed. Dead meat. Interesting. Dead meat. So do you think Bob is wrong for wanting to do his own thing? No, not at all. That's the thing, is I have a hard time feeling angry at either of them mm-hmm. because i understand the like both points of view right i love my time alone mm-hmm. i like doing my own thing and just relaxing and not feeling any pressure to do anything that i don't feel like doing right yeah. so bob deciding that he wants to spend the weekend doing this model i completely get it but he doesn't include linda in that in that decision and that no but neither does linda in exactly. her decision right, right? And then I also understand her side of wanting to do something romantic and do something together because they don't really get to spend time alone together very often. Right. So she's here thinking, I'm going to seize the opportunity and spend, you know, a romantic weekend with my husband. Meanwhile, he's like, oh, I'm going to seize the opportunity to do my own thing. Yeah. To make this sweet, sweet model. Yeah. And he's saying too, like, it's a hobby of mine. From back when I could still have hobbies. Like, it's not as though Bob gets to spend his time making models every weekend and mm-hmm. Linda's frustrated because... This is why all he ever does. Yeah, why can't he make this weekend special? Bob doesn't really get time alone either. Yeah. So I think a compromise would have been nice. Yes. If they had just talked to each other. Just... But, you know, conflict, right? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have the conflict. Gotta have the conflict. Bob and Linda join Mort and Samantha for a double date at Jimmy Pesto's while Tina babysits her younger siblings. At the funeral home, Louise is playing pranks on her siblings. This episode really feels like a Halloween episode from this point on. Just because it's kind of the kids poking around the the morgue? Yeah, and they're talking about zombies, they're in a morgue, Louise is playing pranks on her siblings. Like, it just feels like a Halloween episode all of a sudden. It gets creepy. And then not only that, but we get these weird red flashes when bob's at the restaurant and yeah. linda finally convinces him to get on the dance floor he starts yeah. looking around and all of a sudden we get this like ah, 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 yeah. like these red flashes is that a reference to something i thought it was and i actually looked it up from the general consensus it's a play on what bob's does when they do the quick musical alarm chime thing and then do a quick zoom in and they just changed it it looks super murderous i know there's a few old movies that do something kind of similar okay like a red flash but nothing the same nothing close enough to make it an obvious reference oh see i thought that it was an obvious that's what reference i thought too to a horror movie that's and what i said. if it is something a bit more obscure and i just couldn't find it it's very possible i don't know yeah it just gets very horror movie mm-hmm. at this point in the episode. It's kind of a weird theme switch. Yeah. Whenever they switch back to the kids and the, the morgue, for sure. Mm-hmm. It is a little derailing, almost, just to have a shift so drastically. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to have a fun weekend at Mort's. And then all of a sudden it's spooky. Yeah, see, Which is spooky. fine. I think it's exactly. great. But feels weird for an episode that aired in May. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, it's kind of an odd uh, tonal switch. So let's talk about Tina's past babysitting experiences. 
Oh my god. So we have three quick flashes <laughs> to a free swim in the bathtub with Jean jumping in. And we have pushing Jean down the stairs in a box. Jean delivery. And Great. then we have a hobo dinner with the can... Trash can fire. Trash can fire and them cooking hot dogs. Do you think all of them were Louise's ideas? Because uh, I guarantee yeah. they were. They definitely <laughs> were. They were super Louise's ideas because we see Gene sitting on the couch doing nothing, being a blob. And he's totally happy doing that. Oh, yeah. So there's no way Gene came up with any of these ideas. He just... He goes along with it. Oh, yeah. Louise is the one who figures it out. Tina's not assertive enough to say no. Mm -hmm. Or to actually be strict enough to say, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. So Louise just steamrolls her and does whatever the hell she wants. Jean, I think you should get in this box. Yeah, 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 let's go. Let's yeah, do it. Exactly. And Tina's just in the background going, uh... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Jean's pretty much up for anything that Louise suggests. Mm -hmm. Even in Art Crawl, she was, she was going to cut off his ear. Yeah, and, and he, he was, was okay totally with it. totally down with it. Did you ever mess with any of your babysitters? Like, were you with Louise when you were younger? I don't think so. I was very happy with just playing games and, like, drawing and stuff like that. So you were, like, a babysitter's dream? I think so. I don't think I was too bad, but yeah. I'd have to talk to them. I was definitely the good kid. Of course. Yeah. 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 I think my brother tried to mess with some of our babysitters sometimes, but he was never successful. Mm -hmm. And the most he would ever try to do was, like, trick them into letting him do something that my parents had said no to like I think that staying would... up and late and yeah. watching tv that's the most i think i ever did it was like oh i can stay up a little bit later tonight or whatever yeah my mom said that i could have ice cream first that kind of thing <laughs> i'm fairly certain my brother tried to do that but i was totally the good kid mm -hmm. yeah i love louise but i'm not that much like her <laughs> especially as a child we were not that alike <laughs> Have you ever explored a spooky place? Yes. Were you more like Tina, Jean, or Louise? Um, well, I never tried to mess with anyone. I don't try to mess with people when I'm already in a spooky place. Mm -hmm. And you like sometimes the... I can get a little bit freaked out. So I'm probably like Jean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although Tina gets weirdly assertive at the end because she's tired of Louise messing with her. Yep. And, like, just becomes assertive, and I love it. I think maybe I'm a little bit like Tina. Like, well, for example, and it's it's a little bit different, but, for example, last night I went to an escape room, and it was a horror-themed escape room. And I had a few friends that were, like, actually quite scared while we were in there, but I got over <laughs> my scared, like, feeling pretty yeah, quickly, and fear. then I was just focused on the task at hand. And even though there were, like, scary moments where things would pop out or sudden noises would happen, I just kind of kept my cool. Maybe I'm like Tina. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Or who would you be? I'm... I think I'm a mix between Louise and Tina. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> I embrace the fear because I know I get creeped out and scared in situations like that, but I enjoy that feeling. Okay. So I gung-ho forwards anyway. Do you like scaring people? Yes. Love okay. <laughs> love scaring people. I think Jean would just 
if you were given the chance, if Louise had let him, he would have definitely gone upstairs and gone to sit on the couch. But yeah, Louise, uh, to hide, probably. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely would not do that. Mm-hmm. No, you're not the type to run away. Yeah. You're probably yeah. like Louise. <laughs> probably. Yeah, you're probably. probably the one scaring me, and then I, I get back at you. <laughs> what do you think of the Pastafarian theme? Okay, that is a super weird theme for an Italian restaurant. <laughs> and, um... Well, to be honest with you, I didn't really realize that Rastafarianism is, like, a legitimate religion. <laughs> like, I knew, sort of, in the back of my mind. But I didn't really. <laughs> really? Okay. That's yeah. surprising. Yeah. It, well, it's not something that I ever researched. Mm-hmm. And then, when I was watching this episode, I thought... Is that kind of insensitive? Like, I don't know. And I just thought I would do a little bit more research. And as I was looking at it, I thought, oh, I totally bought into like all the stereotypes about Rastafarians, right? Because mm-hmm. that's all I've ever seen in media. And I don't know any Rastafarians. Right. So I bought into like this whole like, oh, Bob Marley stoner culture thing. Yeah. And I didn't really realize that there was a legitimate religion behind that. Right. So it was, that was interesting. I'm glad that the episode prompted me to do some research. Do you think it was insensitive? Mm. In my notes, I said it's pretty offensive. I think? Question mark? Because. Yeah. They're taking all the stereotypes, obviously. They yeah. put on the Jamaican accent. They have got the the Rasta hat with the dreads, mm-hmm. and they're playing um, reggae reggae with messed up lyrics. Well, like lyrics promoting the food. ZD tonight. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's insensitive. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's just playing on a religion, which I guess could be insensitive. I don't know how I feel about it. So it'd be like having Jewish night. Yeah, I I don't know. It's, um... I guess I can't really speak for Rastafarians. Yeah, I don't know. I could see some people thinking that it's offensive and too stereotypical. And I could see some people just thinking, well, it's just good-natured fun. And it's it's good-natured ribbing, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's just a joke. No one's worried about it. No one's... No one's being assaulted, Mm -hmm. really. Um, what about the actual Pastafarian religion? Oh, right, yeah. That's the also Spaghetti a thing. Monster. <laughs> yeah. So he probably doesn't know that, and the show probably doesn't even want to acknowledge that, which is fine. I thought that was interesting, too. Another thing that... A couple other things that I noticed um, in this scene is that, of course, of course, Hugo is buddies with Jimmy Pesto. He High walks, five. He walks in, and he's like, hey, buddy goes over and he's talking to him i think they just probably are founding members of a i hate bob club they bonded over their mutual hate i of bob i totally headcanon it like they have meetings they take (laughs) notes they have like events they swap stories mixers jason mixers of people don't like bob yeah you know the curators of reflections are there too oh yeah they are like (laughs) gold star members yep (laughs) in that club (laughs) what did you think of the way that linda got bob to go on the double date she kind of convinced him and he's like okay i'm going but i'm wearing these pants and i'm drinking a lot 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Linda's reaction is it shows her two different her her different priorities, I guess. Okay. When Bob says he's wearing his pants, she's a little apprehensive, like, okay. But then as soon as he says, and I'm drinking a lot, she's excited. She's really happy. <laughs> she's like, all right, <laughs> date night, honeymoon. Well, that's because so, Linda's going to drink equally as exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> and Linda likely doesn't have a drinking problem. She just likes to drink. She likes Wine. to have fun. Yeah, she likes to have fun. So it was nice to see her being so excited to have Bob want to drink. Yeah, go out and have some drinks. I think that's all she sees. She's like, all right, that sounds fun to me. And for Bob, it's like a warning. But for Linda, it's like an invitation. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I didn't read it that way. Interesting. Okay. Well, and then she's saying to him later, are you drunk enough to be any fun? (laughs) Yep. And he says, yeah, I guess. And it is immediately not any fun because he starts getting like angry looking around the room and leaves. Yeah. Which... It's funny because Bob just goes ahead and wanders off, right? Like, he just leaves and he's like, ah, I'm leaving. I gotta go lie down. Which is totally you when you get drunk. You wander off and go somewhere. And I'm, I'm like, an where have you gone? I'm heart. <laughs> and I'll turn around and it's like, where Where did he go? I like to wander. Oh, no. <laughs> I like to, you know, peruse wherever we are. Mm-hmm. And I may disappear. And on that note, Bob gets drunk heads back to Mort's, and climbs in a coffin to rest. The kids mistake him for a zombie and nearly cremate him. After his near-death experience, Bob returns to Jimmy Pesto's to dance with his wife. So, at least you don't wander off and, you know, jump into coffins. Yeah. Would you ever do that? Like, lie in a coffin? Totally. Oh, God, I don't think I could. I bet they're comfy as hell. I don't know. I mean, you're... They're, they're designed for dead people, right? How comfortable do they need to be? Those things are expensive. Yeah, but how comfortable do dead people need to be? Not comfortable know, at but all. But they seem to need, like, the fanciest coffins ever. Yeah, it's only if you're, like, rich and feel like that's worth it. Mort has some nice coffins. He does. Bob did say it was silk lined. Yeah. I don't know. Put me in a dang, like, wooden box. I don't care. <laughs> Just... Seriously. I'm going in an urn, and I'm going to love it. In an urn. Yeah. I will put you on my mantle, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) It could be like a genie in a bottle. Rub my little urn, and I'll... That's creepy. No. Or maybe there's like... Maybe I could put a little button on the side, and then people be like, what's this button? They press it, and then a little little dust plume would hit them in the face. Okay, because I want like your ashes in my face every day. <laughs> funny. Well, you don't press the button every day, forgetting what it does. What if I? You invite I'm somebody forgetful. over, and then you invite I'm someone over. I'm old and I'm forgetful, Jason. Well, then I'm gonna you're gonna get in... ash faced every day. <laughs> you invite someone over. They're like, "Oh, what's this button?" You're like, "I don't know. Maybe you should press it." He he he. Yeah, you are definitely Louise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could get inside a coffin because I think I'd be too worried that the lid would shut and then lock on me mm-hmm. and I'd die of suffocation. That's well, like a fear. You I know, in don't... the past, yeah. when they buried people, they had little bells. What? In the boxes. What? Little strings attached to bells. And in case you woke up. What? Yeah. No. Because medical field wasn't really the best 
So it happened every once in a while. Nope. Worst nightmare. Uh-uh. They dig up the the boxes or whatever to reuse or do whatever they were doing with them. They'd find little claw marks at the top of the boxes and realize that sometimes these people weren't dead all the way. Okay, this episode is full of, like, Vivian's nope list. So in your coffin, we'll put a little string with a bell attached to the tombstone, and then you can ring it in case you wake up. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. All I, all I can think of is I'm flashing back to... Sorry if there's, like, spoilers to anybody. It's okay, we'll delete that. <laughs> no. Well, Kill Bill, you could learn to do the, uh, the one-inch punch. Just punch your way through. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nope, nope. First right. the mold, and now this. Mm-hmm. Just a whole big pile of nope. So the kids finally see a dead body at the very end. They do. And they scream. Yeah. So Louise does Louise. probably wasn't expecting it. Mm-mm. I don't think she ever thought she would actually see a dead body. No. That's terrifying. And also, way to wait until the kids are gone, Mort and Samantha, before getting all frisky in the morgue. Which, ew. Hey. There are dead people there on a re- regular care. basis. And we don't understand that feeling because we don't work in that field. That's true. We are not death industry workers. Right. We don't know. We can't judge. I can judge them a little. That's fair. I can judge them a little just for not waiting until they left the room. <laughs> I like Samantha's design for her face. It's very flat at the front. It's like you, she has no lips or... She looks like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> she does, like a hot dog with hair. <laughs> oh, I kind of wish that she continued on as Mort's girlfriend. Yeah. Me but too. It would be kind of nice to see that. we don't see her again. No, we don't. But we do get a nice rousing speech from Bob. Yes, I do like his epiphany. And then he's he's sort of just drunkenly yelling at Mort. Like, Mort, your name. Are you in love? And, uh, I don't know. I think yeah. so. Bob's just suddenly become so energized. And... Yeah. His near-death experience really kicked some life into him. Yeah, and I'm hoping that that means that Linda gets to have some sexy times, oh or maybe she gets to have a bit of a romantic weekend with Bob. Like, oh the next day, there's still another day. They could have That's couples true. manicures and massages and waxes Bob if she feels like it. Bob can get his like Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing that didn't really work for me for this episode was when... Linda says, hey, we're going to have, you know, it's going to be a haunted honeymoon. And she's all, ooh. And then everybody starts doing it for a little bit too long. And I hate it. (laughs) Really? I don't know why. Just something about that moment. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. And it didn't hit the mark for me at all. That's part of why I feel like it's a Halloween episode. We're doing like the ooh spooky thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and everybody it's not starts a Halloween doing episode. it, and Mort starts doing it, and the kids start doing it, and Bob's the only one who's not, and it just goes on for too long. Oh, okay, so that is just a see if a Linda just said, "Hey, we're going to do a haunted honeymoon," and then I and don't then know. she said, "Ooh," yeah, and then maybe and then Bob done. says something, I don't know, and then that's it, done. I don't know. I didn't like that part. Okay. Well, that's fair. I'm not a huge fan of it either. 
All right, shall we get to our burgers? All right, I only have one burger. Okay, I have two. I might throw in my last one just for the sake of having another one. Okay. This one was hard. There's a lot of stuff going on in this episode, and now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I like it less than I remembered. I I like the ending. The ending is fairly sweet, but there's a lot of stuff that just... There's too many tonal shifts in this episode for me. yeah. It feels, like I've said, a Halloween episode. It feels like a Halloween episode, and then at some points it just feels like a kids messing around story, Mm -hmm. and then also a bit of a Bob and Linda story, like a trying to romance but not succeeding at romance (laughs) story. I don't know. There's just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And the tone feels weird, and then we very drastically change it kind of in the middle of the episode and it suddenly doesn't feel like the same episode anymore i think this is the mark for me but i do really like their little weekend at mort's dance i like seeing more generally good moments i like seeing Mort. yeah having some more mort time is always nice because we don't really focus on Mort at all through the show every once in a while he'll pop up and we'll see a little bit more of him but he's gonna remain more of a a barfly or like a burger patron. Yeah. With Teddy. Yeah. And we, we but definitely Teddy see gets, more of Teddy. Yeah. Teddy gets a lot more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that they were sort of trying to figure out like who was going to be the more interesting character, what they could do with these characters. And mm-hmm. then they sort of realized there was a little bit more story potential with Teddy than there was with Mort. He's He's fairly regular. Like, he's kind of just a normal guy. When, yeah, and he's, and he's around. And he's regular. Like, he works at a funeral home, but how much can you do with that? Yeah. Okay. So, my first burger is Prawn of the Dead. Like, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's a prawn burger patty. So, like, all mushed up. Um, You'd probably have to put in, like, a food processor uh, with ginger chili spring onion and garlic and then it would have like coleslaw on it sriracha mayo and avocado oil Jeez. yeah i looked it up this looks like a good burger so well i didn't look up the name but i looked up the type of burger Mm -hmm. to see what would go well on it and uh yeah so i can i can link you guys to that recipe if that sounds good to you so my burger was the keontu reeves burger what? Which is what? <laughs> a burger braised in Chianti wine. Oh, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> because, of course, Bob's model that he's building is the bus from Speed, Speed. Bus. Speed Bus. Speed Bus. Which is a great little mini song in this episode. Oh, I love that. Just yeah. the little musical cue. Yeah. Fantastic. And Bob with Keanu is fantastic. Oh, yeah. The whole, give me long sleeves, Bob. Why? Wow, oh. You look great in a tea. <laughs> Bob is by. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my burger. The Keontu Reeves burger. All right. And my second one. I like that one. That's cute. Uh, my second is a beer death experience. Okay. It's a beef patty marinated in dark stout with hoppy mayo. So it would be like the mayo would be made with an IPA mm-hmm. and beer and bacon jam. So this works for Bob getting super hammered and also for his near-death experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. 
I can dig it. You have two death-centered burgers. I do. I do. Well, one is sort of like zombie death. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a hard time, like, picking another theme to go with. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I couldn't get my pun gears working in my brain. It just wasn't happening this episode. I do like your Chianti Reeves burger. That's cute. And that was pretty much it. I mean, I had It's Not Easy Being Green Mold burger. (laughs) <laughs> which is what is on that burger it's just green cheese so it's like green cheese which is a is green, it dyed green it's a green color because there's like herbs and like spinach mixed into it oh so it's got a green marbling color which is really cool it looks really nice interesting but uh, green cheese is actually called green cheese before it's been cheesified it's like uh not ready cheese oh so it's before the cheese actually becomes cheese oh and it's also what people say the moon is made out of green cheese right yeah Yeah. so but yeah that was going to be my second burger it's not easy being green mold but it didn't really have a pun to it didn't really have anything to do with the episode except for the mold part and and also mold and food you know those well, things don't mix so well pretty much moldy like old cheese and like okay but blue yeah, cheese yeah. is pretty much just mold yeah but most people don't like to think <laughs> about mold when they're eating right yeah well i don't like blue cheese that's why because it's moldy yeah i'm not a fan of blue cheese either Yuck. anyway yeah so i couldn't really so i think i like your chianti reeves burger best you want to give me this one yeah I like that one. I had a difficult time this week, like Prawn of the Dead and the Beer Death Experience. I was just like, I don't know, I guess. Those probably work, right? Beer Death Experience, it's nice. Okay, all right. It's cute, so... But I'd be happy but to you, take the hand yeah, I don't, No, honestly, like, <laughs> neither of them, even when I was thinking of them, neither of them made me laugh. I was just like, they're okay, that's, that's fine, maybe Jason will laugh, and then you just promptly did not, <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just, okay. uh, just wasn't a good episode for for burgers, I guess. It's a tough one. Yeah. But your Keanti Reeves one is cute. And, you know, Keanu is one of my favorite parts of this episode. Surprisingly, yeah. I didn't mention him. Really. <laughs> yeah, we kind of glossed but, over that. But uh, the whole speed bus thing is adorable. Yeah. I like seeing the little, like, figurine of Keanu. And he carried it around with him. Yeah, he took he it did. in the coffin, <laughs> took it to Jimmy Pesto's. <laughs> And uh, when Linda comes back from her salsa dancing, which <laughs> she was the lonely salsa eater. Yeah. Like, and then, I think that's so funny. Okay. So at that moment, I thought to myself, okay, wait, wait did she go to like a salsa making class or <laughs> a salsa dancing like, wait, class? Were they dancing while eating salsa? Ooh. Was it like a twofer? Yeah, I was a twofer. She had a coupon. <laughs> and then she comes back into the room and he's like... With Keanu, and he's like, she's back, she's back. And he's like, oh, shh, Keanu. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my god. That's just Bob. That's, that's he always He talks to, through his inanimate objects. Yep. All right, I'm giving you this one. Yep. Okay, I'll take it. That's my favorite one this week, for sure. It's been a while since I had a winner. Yeah. Even though all my burgers have been pretty fantastic. They have been good. And... I will concede that I have won a lot just by luck <laughs> because we started doing rock, the rock, paper, scissors. scissors. This week, Chianti Reeves Burger wins. 
And that brings us to the end of Burger of the Week, a Multiverse Radio production. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our show, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. If you have any comments or a punny burger name that you want to share, you can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. And you can also visit our website, multiverseradio.ca. We will see you next week for our review of episode 12, Lobster Fest. What? You gotta redo that. Why? Because you, like, swallowed your word. Which word? Do you think... I got a little sniffly. It's hard, y'all. Blah. (laughs) (laughs) All TL shade, Jason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah, it's not following the cursor. What did you do? I don't know. It's just not following it. Bob gets drunk and head backs to more. Hey, heads back. Uh,